0: Nigger, I'm still fucking with you. Still waters run deep, still smoke dog and D I nigger. Guess who's back? Still still doing that shit, Andre. Oh, for sure.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Mix and Match Radio. Almost a whole month later, guys. We have been gone. I don't know how long it has been since you've heard our voices because, you know, some of you listen to the episodes immediately, some of you don't, but our last episode went up on what, February 6th, that sounds right? Yeah, I mean, it's almost been a month. It's insane. Today's episode is kind of a State of the Union address. We are going to let you guys know exactly why we fell off the face of the earth and discuss kind of our lives and everything at a greater whole deal. I mean, it's all very stressful. That's all you need to know.
0: Yeah, no, just... It wasn't because we didn't want to record or anything. We were just actually unable to find the time to set aside, um, I guess, a a window of opportunity to record this because of just stuff going on in our personal lives. So we were 100% aware, too, that we had not been recording because I had Cole and I had been constantly asking each other, just when are we going to record next? And then one week would pass by, two weeks, and then here we are almost a month now.
1: And it wasn't like we weren't trying to schedule it, too. It's like... We were trying to get in, but every single second it was just. Well, can last we do week it?
0: I had the plague. <laughs> like we were, I we were all set to record on Wednesday or Tuesday last week, and then I just I got deathly
1: ill, and <laughs> I'm fine now. It came out of nowhere too, yeah. because we had been, like I said, we have been trying to. Fit you were in. sick before me. Yeah, I was sick, and then you were sick, and then work got in the way. It was just, it's been very difficult. That's <laughs> just about how it starts off, but. We have been attempting to get into this studio garage and record. But and
0: we thank you all for being so patient. Um the 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 ones of you who are quite vocal about our absence, we appreciate you and we love you for your concern and just know that we are back in good health and now we will be continuing well, we will be continuing to have a regular scheduled recording session from yes,
1: now on. Yes. We are we're back and better than ever. Well, better than ever might be an overstatement, but we're, we're better. We're back. <laughs> um, no, so without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into it and kind of just talk about Mix and Match and our lives as a whole, because I know that you all have enjoyed in the past us getting a little bit more real with you. So today is what we described a week ago as an open letter and kind of a state of the union. So Mohammed, would you like to bring us in? What, where do we want to begin with this difficult journey that has led us to a month off of podcasting?
0: Well, I think it would be best to discuss your um, adventures in pilotry.
1: Yeah, so if you haven't noticed over the past few months, I've been kind of desperately looking for a career to pick. As have I. And it was bouncing around very intensely for a little bit. So as January was closing out, I had been literally scouring everything, trying to find something. And I thought lawyer for a second. I was like, let's get a law degree. I can go be a prosecutor. And you thought about teaching. And then I thought about teaching again. And then finally somebody said, well, hey, why don't you go be a pilot? And it clicked. And I was like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. So I had a bunch of conversations and within the matter of probably around 20 minutes to an hour, I decided that was what I was going to do with my life.
0: (laughs) And just for a little context by the way um I mean y'all have gotten a glimpse of just his personality and whatnot, but just Cole is a very energetic and upbeat person, but before he even considered being a pilot i had I have never seen him in more of a just depressive lulled mundane moment in his life because it was I had no idea like who he was honestly and I'm not even exaggerating it was just his energy was completely off, and it uh, it threw my energy off because I'm just not used to it whatsoever. And then, just one day, I was at work, and oh no no no, uh, not at work. Um, he texted me. He was just like, "Hey, I'm gonna be a pilot." <laughs> I was like, "What? Where? When? Why? How?" And then he told me, and then we talked more about it at work. And then just like for two weeks, for two three weeks, it was just like the most. Like it was bad. He was back to being cold, and he just wouldn't shut up about planes. And then. Recently, he he texted me. I was at work, and he, he told me that he is second-guessing the piloting, and I was just so confused because he was just so gung-ho about it.
1: Yeah, that's a pretty accurate description of how things have been. So I can walk everyone through exactly kind of what was going through my head and what the positional, I guess, situation was that led up to that decision. So... I am closing in on becoming or on being done with my second year of college. And I don't know how many of you are in high school and how many of you are in college. But regardless, after two years, you run out of prerequisites or core classes, basically general studies. And so everything after that you start to take is building towards your specific major, which becomes a bit complicated when you don't have a specific major. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been scrambling as, because the deadline for applying for most big Texas schools was today sunday march 1st and so i was scrambling trying to figure out pick a major pick a position pick something with some sort of direction
0: him and i were both doing this by the way i was in the same position
1: oh me and muhammad met up multiple different times for coffee or whatever else to just discuss how existential crises and everything else was destroying our lives and not even
0: gonna lie i i'm not one who, who particularly gets jealous but whenever he told me that he thought about piloting and just his complete flip in attitude because we were both on the same emotional wavelength and then it just flipped on a dime. And I was kind of just like, damn, now I'm just here alone at the bottom. And so it was just very disheartening that I was the only one suffering, but I mean, I was was happy for him that he was able to find that clarity. And so we were just both at at one point, we were just both stuck in this area where we just had
1: no idea what we're going to do with our lives. Yeah. That, and I mean, I just think it's funny because at the time, I really did see – I went and I – because every time I find a career or find something that I want to do, I immediately start trying to poke holes in it, which I know you could argue is like a pessimistic point of view, and that really isn't how you should look at something, but that's what I do. I try to figure out, well, what are the issues with me immediately picking this? Because I'm a pretty passionate person, and so there are some instances where I might be a little bit too impulsive for my own good. I'm very like, let's do it. Let's do it now. I'm like mm-hmm. – and that's just how it felt because I looked at the, uh, becoming a pilot and going to flight school and just the aviation industry as a whole. And it would offer me, like, my whole thought was, is I can go on vacations. I'm going to get paid damn well. I'm going to have a fair amount of free time. And Never I was going to be like, out of a job. Yeah. And I was like, it just makes sense. And throughout having, and then I have a buddy, by the way, best, one of my best friends. His name is Brendan. And he is actively in flight school. And I see him all the time and so I sat down with him and I had a whole conversation about it and I went and flew uh, I went and flew a flight simulator a couple times and I was on the runway when a couple of s 16s took off and at night and you saw the flames blowing out the back of them and everything. it was just a very cool sequence to be in. And all of that collectively made me realize that, you know what? It would be really cool to be a pilot. Like, I think that this might be something that I want to do with my life, and I'm really interested in it. But I knew that I might be moving a little too fast. I knew that. I thought you and were too. I acknowledged that because I said, I hope this isn't something that I'm just latching on to simply because it's an answer to all of my questions.
0: I mean, I've done that too. I mean, you know that I've changed my major countless times. I'm kind of in the process of changing it once more, the complete opposite direction of what I'm currently at. And so it was just, I I hoped that you weren't, I've been in, I've been in your shoes before. And so I was just hoping you weren't repeating that because I've seen it before with myself.
1: And unfortunately it's exactly what I did. I, and I didn't realize it immediately. It was one of those, I had, God, an excess of conversations. I literally scheduled my first flight. I had everything booked and ready to go. I was was going to go on one with you. Yeah. Yeah. I,
0: I thought about piloting, too, because I was like, damn, maybe this will solve my problems. It didn't.
1: If, basically, if you're going to take anything from this, if you have any issues, start flying planes. <laughs> yeah. But, yes, so I was, everything was in motion. Everything was moving very fast. And I was very pumped up because one of my biggest things right now, and I guess as of late has been, is it just, like I said, I'm a very pa- uh, passionate person, and I have a lot of, like, ambition And generally, I have something to put that into, whether it was like sports when I was growing up or learning a new skill, whatever it might be. In the past couple months, and I mean, I know we have mix and match and everything, but that's only like one or two days a week at most, really. And so I've been kind of dry on things to put all of my energy into. And I was super excited to find something that it's like a totally new world. I know nothing about it. It was going to be super fun to learn how to deal with all all that and all the extra information inside of it. And I was very pumped up about it, especially after conversations with Brendan, talking about all the benefits and just seeing the world that it was. I was very pumped up. But then a few weeks after I initially made the decision that this is something that I was interested in, I started having conversations kind of with other people about what they wanted to do. And I have always been one of those people that's been very on along the lines of never settle, like never just be okay with something. I'm not either. And I've always preached that to other people. Like, don't just don't be okay with just okay, you know? Always strive for, like, the best possible circumstance.
0: Unless it's, like, that's what you truly want and you're happy with it, you know? Well, exactly. That's, like, m- that's what I try to tell people or myself, honestly.
1: hmm and that's why it's very subjective, like, person-to-person, you know? Like, simpl- simplicity isn't an issue. It's simply... I mean, it's for some people and it's not for others.
0: See, my thing is just being content with my choices. And it's <laughs> yeah, very, either. it's very hard for me to, I guess, I, I guess it's a bad thing, but I try to visualize whether or not I will be content a few months from whatever decision I make. And it's just not. I mean, life's unpredictable, so you can't really call for what's going to happen, and so that was just my biggest problem, and I mean, I still do it, but I've, I've I'm trying to work on it, and I have been these past few weeks.
1: No, yeah, and I mean, I think that's the, that's pretty much exactly what led me to my decision, if I'm being honest. I had a conversation with my sister, and I was talking to, my sister is a senior in high school, by the way and so she's kind of in the middle of the whole very program.
0: wise age by the way
1: <laughs> well you'll see where i'm going yeah, if not, you get there I'm just playing man but if, uh so she's in the process of kind of deciding what her major is going to be at least going in and obvi- given that's probably going to change a few times but she's in the process of deciding it and so i was kind of talking over with her like what do you want to do with your life and everything because at this point i thought i had it figured out and she mentioned something that i kind of already knew but i just didn't want to like i guess accept it
0: are you and her pretty close
1: fairly yeah i yeah. mean i would say that as far as brother and sister go that's just about as i, I don't see I, I would guess so yeah yeah i'm really that's I, good i have to observe other friendships but yeah she's a good friend of mine and uh so i was talking to her about everything that she might want to go do and she basically like turned the whole thing around on me and sort of like asking me like why i was doing what i was doing and she made the point that i wouldn't Really be using any type of like either talent or interest I have, I would simply be fitting myself into something, and that wasn't something that I really hadn't that wasn't something i thought about yet. I had known it, and it was like one of those back of the head thoughts that you kind of just try to ignore, but I hadn't put any energy towards thinking about it, but after she said it, and I realized that that's something that like other people might th- might think too, I put a lot of thought process into it and then last weekend maybe last weekend maybe the weekend before that I don't know but either way a weekend or so ago I went kind of out of town with a few friends and I had a few conversations relating to the whole thing and like whether or not I was making the right decision if this was where I was meant to be type thing and the more and more I talked about it the less and less comfortable I felt with the whole thing and I think that's generally one of those things that talking it out might just be the best way to get somewhere with something
0: yeah talking or writing it out
1: yeah and so i kind of just realized that i was just so uncertain and it just didn't it didn't feel right and trusting your gut is one of those things that i think you should do a fair amount of the time and if i hadn't even started in the area and it already didn't feel like it it was it just wouldn't be wise to go into it full fledged it wouldn't be so now i'm kind of at square one again where I pulled out of the whole pilot thing, a very short-lived experience, and I'm now back in a position where I am evaluating all of my future possibilities, which is stressful. But I have a new perspective on things, and it's not something that is easy, and it's definitely one of those things that's kind of just like an attitude. But... I'm only 20 years old. I turned 21 in May. If everything goes correct, I should have like 60 years left of my life. There's so much time to change my mind and make decisions and find my place in this world, you know? Yeah. And you said it yourself that it's almost a waste of time to be drugged down by something that there is no perfect answer to, you know? Like,
0: it's better to make a choice rather than just stay in this middle area where you're not where you're basically tugging at both sides of a of an area and you're just being pulled towards one area and th- the other way and so it's just not worth staying in that position you either you should let one of those sides carry you and just see how it goes because you're better off there than being stuck in the middle
1: I mean yeah it's it's a very difficult thing and God there was a text that somebody sent me the other day kind of describing – I know a lot of people who are going to this exact same position. Uh, it's our mid midlife crisis. Yeah, the mid midlife. yeah, correct. <laughs> One-fourth life crisis. But um, I was texting a friend of mine the other day, and she had basically said that um, insatisfaction or lack of satisfaction, one way they're around, is an, inev- is an inevitable byproduct of ambition. So, like, dissatisfaction and not having exactly what you want is going to happen if you always want more, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: And I don't know if that makes sense when explaining college major, but if you always have that view of you want to do something that's even more perfect for you, I don't think there's ever going to be a position where you're like, this is the perfect spot, you know?
0: And, I mean, you won't know until you make your choice. You make your mind, you know?
1: Yeah, and, I mean, I haven't. I definitely have not made my mind yet that is i can say that with absolute certainty
0: i'm just saying because i mean i'm i'm still kind of in the area so i mean i'm not really i haven't made up my mind either or anything so it's just more along the lines of you have to you have to be comfortable and willing to make a choice knowing that there are going to be consequences positive or negative negative. and i mean that's kind of how i'm approaching my situation
1: yeah and i mean that's pretty much the best <clears throat> That's the best you can look at it as is like, yeah, you have to kind of pick a direction because I don't know. It's been so difficult, dude, because I've like thought about taking time off of college and maybe taking a year and just working and just seeing something. But I don't want to do that. It's just very it gets very convoluted when you start stepping into the what are you actually going to major in area, because if you're just getting into college or if you're in your first year, you have time to change things and still take classes. But I've been doing that, and yeah. I am just about done. I'm just about run run out of things to fill my schedule with.
0: Yeah, I think I'm done with my basics after this semester.
1: Yeah, and that puts you in a difficult position, you know, because after that you start taking advanced level classes and like for your specific major. Yeah, they're specified to what you're supposed to do, and I don't know that, so I don't know. My plan is kind of developing as I go at the moment, mm-hmm. which is very like, which school do I get into? Which school do I want to go to at that point? And then pick a major and yeah. then just kind of roll with it. Because my plan is to get a master's anyways, in general. So I'm not putting too much emphasis on my bachelor's degree, only because one, if I do go get a master's, it doesn't have to be related necessarily. Now, given if I get a degree in... I don't know, communications. Will they let me go to med school? Probably not. <laughs> it's possible. There I'm sure there are possibilities, but I just you don't You need
0: to cram physics or chemistry or biology into that communications. I degree.
1: thought about getting a physics degree to begin with. I actually really? did think about getting a physics degree. Physics is very interesting to me. It's like one of the only sciences that I could actually see myself really studying, you know? Because I've never been interested in chemistry. Maybe a little bit of biology because I like I, chemistry. Biology is interesting. Chemistry is like I like like hit me over the head with a bat boring to me really yeah i hated i hated chemistry like i hated chemistry (laughs) but i i I can enjoy biology because it's like looking at a computer you know i've always thought that that like the human body is kind of just a it's a piece of technology but not i don't know i have my explanations for that it's its own machine yeah i mean that that's a much better way of saying it yeah But it's interesting to me, and I could totally make the case for studying biology, but as far as physics goes, like, physics is literally everything. (laughs) Yeah? There's not anything that's not controlled by physics. I don't know. I could totally see myself doing that, especially in the essence of, like, Do you have a,
0: at least a general scope of where you're narrowing towards? No.
1: (laughs) I am all over the place, and, because I've considered things as far as going to be a professor, as to going to be an entrepreneur and starting my own business into going into, like, forensic psychology and trying to work for the FBI. That'd be dope. I have thought virtually everything there is to think. And, like, dude, every person I meet, man, you know how many times I've been told to major in psychology in the past five days?
0: I mean, I've told you that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I have been told to major in psychology by literally every single person that I've had this conversation with. And it is, like, the most difficult thing, too, because I... I totally see why they're saying it, you know, like it's not like a hard thing to understand. It's more of, I don't think I can see myself enjoying it at all. And I really want to enjoy my career at least to some degree. I also would feel really shitty making people pay for advice. I don't know. Like, yeah. Like, Cause therapists are expensive, man. You know, like, And
0: they don't make a lot of money unless you're, uh, you're unless you have an independent practice. Which
1: is what I would eventually do. Yeah. I don't, I am very big about not liking, I don't enjoy following rules, especially if they're unnecessary. And that's like exactly what working for someone's business is in almost any sense, unless you run your own division. I don't know. I kind of got off on a tangent, but you go ahead. You, Muhammad has also been going through some fairly interesting, all over the place pinball decisions so what you yeah, got i mean run us through the whole year a matter of fact actually you know what start at square one you've had several major changes so let's just
0: start off at square one well first i was born <laughs> uh Page no four. i'm just playing but i mean before all of this uh crises the, these crises i guess i mean i entered college with a major in forensic science because I've, I've just always been interested in just CSI, and I, I always dreamt of being in the FBI and being a profiler and whatnot. And so I, I thought about that, and I was kind of set in my ways on being in that major. However, it's kind, there aren't many schools in Texas that have forensic science as a major. There's only, like, one, and sadly, that school did not want me to go there. So I was not able to pursue that, and it kind of tainted my vision for being a forensic science major and going into the FBI and whatnot, and so as I started my first semester of college, I decided to be a criminal justice major because I could possibly go into law, and then as the semester progressed, I kind of got disinterested, and then I decided to be a doctor, and I wanted to major in biology, and I kind of slacked off a little bit too much in my biology class, and it kind of bit me in the ass, and I just I got to the point where I was sitting in my lecture and I had no idea what the teacher was talking about. And so I took the third or fourth test for the semester. And then right after that, I knew I got a zero and so I just dropped the class. Then I moved on to business because it was the most broad thing. And I was like, all right, I could do supply chain management. That's Amazon (laughs) makes a lot of money. The second I sat in business calculus, And my computer applications course, I wanted to die. I truly could not envision myself working behind a desk for the rest of my life. And, I mean, that's the number one thing I told myself I would never do. And shocker, I changed my major again. And now, currently, I am sitting at journalism, which... Cole and I are both currently <laughs> declared as, however, as we <laughs> sat in our media writing course, we kind of both realized that it wasn't really what we wanted out of journalism. I never really thought about it too deeply, and I didn't realize how objective journalism is, and you're mainly reporting on other people. I would, ra- If I am writing, I would rather create my own stories and just be not not be limited because there's so many constrictions i feel in that field and i'm i know there that there are ways to, i know are. that there are ways to get around it and make your writing more fluid and can it's appeal still- more to you however i'm not used to that and it's just not appealing for me
1: it's like limited creativity you know Yeah. Which is like I think that's what drew me to journalism personally. Yeah. Uh, Originally it was like it's kind of just such a borderless career. That is not true. (laughs) That is like so not true. The more and more we learn about like what journalism actually is, the less and less creative it feels to me. But And my mentality
0: behind choosing journalism was only for the purpose that it could possibly lead me into the film industry because i could get some possibly right i could get some writing credits if i got works published in the newspaper or anything like that and i could kind of establish myself as a writer however i i didn't want that to be my degree i could see it possibly being like a hobby or something i could like do a blog or be just a uh, i've done that or what do they call it um a stringer for a newspaper you know just just freelance yeah freelance just be unpaid i guess and then write stories for them. Or well, report. freelance,
1: you get paid. You're just paid per story. Or
0: Okay. Yeah. I'm not necessarily on staff. I think yeah, that's what yeah, it is. yeah. You're not on staff. You're yeah. literally an independent. Yeah. Type so I just do my own type of reporting, but it just wasn't that appealing to me. And I just kind of got in this lull where I had no idea what I wanted to do. And at this point in time, I was applying for colleges because I just like Cole, I'm, and this is my last semester at my community college and I'm wanting to transfer soon. And I am not, in the mood to repeat another semester at this community college because I've kind of, it's nothing, nothing Mm -hmm. against the school or anything like that, but I just feel like as if I need to move on. And whenever I was filling out my applications for my schools, I was, I, I applied to about four, but if I showed you my applications, they all have different majors for them because I, I, I kind of thought, okay, well, if I don't get into one school and I get into this one and I end up going here, then I'll just major in that because regardless of what I decide to major in once I transfer to a four-year institution I one I like knock on wood I am not changing my major whatsoever because I'm not wasting thousands of dollars and getting in debt just to change my major multiple times just like I've been doing at TCC and it's just not worth it and so I'm try I, it was just very aggravating and I got very irritated at the fact that I need to find one specific thing to be majoring in that could dictate the rest of my life. And just that concept alone just bothered me because I, I, I like to do everything, I guess, or I would like to do everything, and I just couldn't feel restricted to just one thing. And I guess that's why I kind of changed my major so many times because I didn't really look deep deep enough if I wanted to be in a particular subject or not and so it was like I paid for the classes and now I just have to tolerate them and to those of you who are in college or getting ready to do college I would not suggest that I would say do your research and actually try to figure out whether or not it is for you Um, and so that's kind of just where I've been at also a bit personal but y'all are my friends so I'll tell y'all but I mean I've just been dealing with a lot of personal stuff too just like I deal with like, self-esteem, self-esteem issues, and just, like, confidence, and just, like, the way I view myself, and so it's just a very, I I think of myself in a very low manner, and I don't really, I don't necessarily like who I am, and I want to fix that, however, it's very hard whenever you think so low about yourself for so many years, and, that just kind of caught up with me during this time because I was just getting mad at myself for the decisions I made and like how I'm stuck in this position because I should because I didn't think deep enough or I didn't think rational and it was just a lot of stuff going on in my life that just was all at once and it was just very overbearing and on top of that I'm trying to maintain my grades and I have to go to work and I have to be present in my family and whatnot I've spiritual things i need to take care of and so it's just many little factors that are playing into this overarching conundrum that is my life and it's just very irritating and i mean cole and i can both agree that's the number one word to describe this predicament irritating
1: very true (laughs) i mean
0: and i mean right now i'm kind of narrowing down my focus and i mean i'm feeling better but it's still not anywhere near where i want to be
1: that was well said. That really was. Thank you. I mean, I think that that's pretty much the general. I don't want to say general. That's not really the right word to use. That's why we haven't recorded in a month. Yes, that is a good overview. And I mean, obviously, it's expl- we explained it in, what, 28 minutes? That is a little bit shorter than some of the <laughs> entire, It felt like 12 years yeah, I honestly don't know if I've ever been closer to a like mental break than mid January, like mid to late January. Yeah. Okay, so here, uh, if we're getting personal, I'll I'll go ahead and tout in there. That way we can split up some of the emotional trauma. Um, <laughs> I I was like literally losing my mind in late December like to the point where every like just literally every step I made felt like I was doing it incorrectly <laughs> if that yeah. makes sense and that was terrible like it was it was one of those things where I was second guessing like every move I made and just all the time felt extremely stressful it was just bad and so I took and that was right when Brayden was leaving too like late December ish yeah Brayden was on his way out at that point <clears throat> and so like everybody's lives were just very like they're all they're all over the place i went to san antonio yeah i went to san antonio the first or second week of january to kind of like clear my mind or attempt to unfortunately that gave me the understanding that you literally cannot just like outrunning your problems isn't really a thing
0: yeah you gotta face them
1: yeah and so i left to go to san antonio i had a great time down there but it totally solved none of what i wanted it to solve and I got back, and really every single, every single moment of my life felt like it was being wasted. If that makes sense. Like every yeah. every ounce of my day just felt like it was wasting. Mm-hmm. And so I would go to work, felt like a waste. I would go to school, felt like a waste. I would do just anything, and it just felt like I was wasting time. And that concept was just terrifying to me, is because like what am, at this point I don't have a major. At this point, I don't have a vision. I don't have a, like an area I'm supposed to land you know and so it felt like that whole there, there was no reason to be doing what I was doing and that combined with some other stuff that was going on and just other factors that I'm not really going to touch base on led to like what was probably the worst week of my life at least on stress level and like headset goes I want to say it was the week of January, like, 15th. That mm-hmm. sounds right. Like, literally, like, near the middle, like, the exact middle of January. Something like that. But regardless, that was, like, seriously, like, the most, like, cataclysmically bad attitude I've had about anything. And I came out on the other side of that, and uh, I'm alive now. So we're good. You know, like, it, my my attitude on everything has changed. Like, a complete, like, 360. Not three, <laughs> <a> complete 180. <laughs> and uh, I am... I have a much more positive attitude about things. I feel much more like myself for a little bit. Cause I hate being like drugged down by anything. Yeah. I am a very energetic human being. And when I'm not, it's like, extru- and that's the thing I've told people for years. If I'm not in a good mood, it's super easy to tell. <laughs> oh yeah. Because I am so like off the wall, like talkative and energetic and like all over the place all the time that when I'm not, I really just, I genuinely just get kind of quiet. That's yeah. like my whole thing is, I just don't feel like talking as much. And I think I, I do even, the same thing. Yeah, and like it's just so easy to tell. So it's like, I, I it's not like something I'd, I want to talk about either. I would just prefer to kind of like stew in it a little bit, you know? Yeah, I mean, as self-deprecating as that is, you know, it's
0: for me, it's, it's 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 more about just being in my own head. And I like to figure. I I'm someone who genuinely likes to figure out my problem, my problems by myself. I don't necessarily like to bring other people into the mix. Not because I don't feel like I don't want help or anything, but it's just like since it's my problem, I feel like it's my obligation to fix it. And it's very difficult for me to accept help. However, just people could tell that my energy was completely off and they would suggest that I should talk to someone, if not, that partic- if not them in specific. And so just where I was at in life, I just... I like you, you. You told me this. And I didn't really think about it, but like the way I was kind of like handling my rut was possibly the best possible way I could have because I don't. It's kind of stereotypical to say this, but I feel like many people who end up in a, in just this area where they're just very beaten down, they kind of stop caring about just themselves, personal, uh, like their personal uh, hygiene, their diet, just.
1: Speak, sorry, you oh, were just sorry. not speaking to the oh, microphone. Oh, um, <laughs> my
0: voice I'm sorry if I've been coughing and stuff. My <laughs> voice is still not the best. But like I feel that people don't really keep up with themselves whenever they're just beaten down. And so I kind of didn't want to allow myself to be beaten I didn't i I didn't want to beaten rock bottom, basically. And so just what even though I was just very just beaten down and whatnot, I still tried to maintain physical activity and just a better diet and just try to think positively and I I would talk to people about it because I I do agree that talking to people is the best way to I guess relieve your problems or if not in specific they can help you at least they're out in the open for you to acknowledge and so I mean I was talking to family members I was talking to friends like Cole and just other buddies Um, I was working out regularly I've probably never worked out as often as I have lately as I have been And it was just very strange because I didn't really do, I don't do much whenever I feel crappy, but in this moment in time, when I was bored or I didn't want to do anything, I would literally just start doing (laughs) pull-ups. And so that's kind that was kind of just my little enjoyment I would give myself. And I remember I, I was kind of, because I mean, I've talked to y'all and I've talked to Cole about my interest in the film industry and how I want to be in that area. And one of my cousins is an actor and in in Canada and I wanted his perspective because he's kind of been in the same area as me and I mean I wanted his two cents out of anyone's and so I remember I was at a coffee shop and he called me and I didn't want anyone to hear me talking because I didn't want them to see how low I was in life and so I literally went out into the parking lot and I sat in the back seat of my car and I just I turned him on speakerphone and I just we started chatting and I mean that's when he kind of told me where I was just saying where you don't want to be stuck in the middle and whatever choice you do make it's not, necessar- it's not necessarily it's not necessarily a wrong or right choice because it's a step towards something.
1: That is absolutely true. and that might be the worst <clears throat> part about everything is that there's no perfect answer. Yeah, you know and that there's no no one's gonna tell you what's the correct move, you know because yeah. like, no one can. it's it's literally only on you <laughs> and in the aspect of like picking at least for the most part, probably.
0: Because my biggest thing is I don't want to... I want to make a choice where I'm not miserable and I want to be content. And I don't want to make the wrong choice. However, I'll never know if I don't make a choice.
1: Yeah, I, I completely understand that. I think me and the reason I'm, like, so difficultly trying to figure all this out is because I genuinely want to, like, change the world, at least in my... Even if it's, in like, the little community perspective, you know? Change like, my world. Thank you. I, I, thank you. But... um. <laughs> Uh, I, I want to find an area where I can influence people. And ch- even if it's three people in a classroom or 15 million people, you know, I want to be able to change you trying to hypnotism. I, I'm working on it. Okay. You're actually in one. Right? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, no, but, <laughs> uh, so I, it's just like trying to pick a career that's a little bit more, I, I used the word versatile earlier, basically just saying that it can be used in a lot of different places and would offer me the opportunity to go to grad school under a lot of different like realms of study and that's kind of my idea but that's a lot of work in between here and there as to picking which one it is it's just a lot of life stuff but yeah it's I mean. just
0: very it's it's a lot to take in and it's just very hard to process it all because it's just like one it's when you think about one thing then many other things end up winding it end up coming into your uh like into your into the sight of the overarching image because you're just like thinking about one big problem and then these little things keep attacking you and then you have other things to worry about.
1: Yeah, it's just it feel, I don't know, it gets heavy, that's all. I mean
0: it just And you just want it to be over. Or mm-hmm. not over in the sense that you want to give up, but you just want you want to get over this uh mm-hmm. roadblock,
1: I'd say. Yeah, perfectly described. Because,
0: like I mean, I'd like to see what if this will get better in the next few months. And, I mean, I know it will for both of us. Mm-hmm. However, it's just I want it to be now because I'm very impatient.
1: Absolutely. And I think it's one of those things where you're, like, you're kind of ready to live the rest of your life, you know, or at least start it. Yeah. And you want to know what the most crucial part of that is going to be. Yeah. And it's just so – it's so difficult to move forward when you don't know where you're going. You know what I'm saying? And, and I've used yeah. I've used the tagline of running in place. Cause you're like you're obviously working and you're doing something, but it's, a, it's just you don't know what it's you don't know what it's building to or if it's building to anything. and but see,
0: it's like if you don't take that leap, you're kind of just chasing your tail on this one. Oh
1: no, absolutely. And I mean, that's like the thing I'm trying to settle with right now is that I'm just gonna have to. It's it's a gamble, you know. Yeah. And you are not guaranteed satisfaction ever. And I, for me, the only thing that I'm settling with, is that I know how impatient and unsatisfied i generally am with things that gives me hope that if i don't like where i'm at i will continue striving to do better and better and better until maybe i do find something that i feel like i'm right in yeah and as long as i keep that i'm working for it you know i want to i i want to live one of those lives worth living and i want to do things in a way that i can like enjoy
0: i do as well just because i don't want to be stuck in a place where i can't get out of or i feel like i have to be here because this is the way i need to pay my bills and like mm-hmm. i can't live without it but i feel that there can be a balance
1: no absolutely there can i think we've covered all bases on the uh college career do you want to talk about mix and match as a whole for a few, or do you want to- yeah
0: so cole and i kind of i mean i've mentioned it because i mean it is kind of it's it's a it's the elephant in the room as people would say, but depending on where Cole and I do go to college, I mean, there's a chance that this could that it could lead to the ultimate end of mix and match, which I'm not saying that we're ending or anything right like that anytime soon. Um, but it is something we've been keeping in mind because. I mean, let's say I go to a school in Denton or Dallas and then Cole goes off to Austin. I mean, it's going to be very difficult to find the time to set aside stuff, uh, set aside time to record. And, I mean, him and I have talked about this. And, I mean, we've kind of, I think we're kind of on the same uh, area where we might eventually, if it does lead to that area, put a hold on and Match or kind of set up derivatives of the podcast in the sense that Cole continues the podcast in Austin and then I could have my own separate branch.
1: It it is an interesting situation.
0: And it sucks because, I mean, I really don't want this to end because if I'm being completely honest, I'm not just saying this because I'm on here. This has been the one constant in my life that I don't feel... I guess, trapped or running in place. I, I I genuinely feel at ease recording and giving y'all material and just, you know, talking with Cole, providing content because this is what I want to do. And mm. it's just, this is something that I feel has changed my life and I love it. And I honestly associate myself with it now. Like this is, is a part of my identity. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. As stupid I, as I, that may sound. No, it's true. That's exactly... It's, that is exactly yeah. what I told you too when we were starting this whole thing, you know. Yeah. I mean, when I was putting all this together, and when I was really thinking of what I wanted it all to look like, I had because al- I had always thought about starting a podcast. There was an idea <laughs> that I, I shit you not that was the original <laughs> idea for like the beginning, like montage of putting together, but that two remarkable people. Yeah, I mean, when I was putting this all together though, I was hoping that I could find people that would bring bring mix and match and what this was going to become with them. Make it a part of them. Yeah. Cuz when I met, I met with you and Brayden at BJ's. <laughs> yeah. That was like the first time we really ever like got together to discuss all this. And I was like I want you guys to feel like this is a part of you, you know, that like it's it is your own. It is it, it's where we do things and I could have never predicted it becoming what it is you know we yeah. have people that literally tweeted us and ask us to record and like ask where we've been and whether they're friends or not or like people that we know or not
0: I mean I didn't expect to have the following that we do
1: precisely and it's like that we've almost developed like a little family type situation yeah where we have people that fought like that keep up with us and
0: I mean one of your friends just gifted this banner to you <laughs> yeah. out of nowhere
1: yeah, and I mean, it it's very interesting and I don't want to say it's disheartening cuz I don't it's obviously not like the ideal circumstance and it's not even what we're planning for, but even
0: Yeah, no, in no way shape or form are we saying that this is the last episode or like we're not or we're about to stop recording or anything. We're we're going to be doing this for still quite some time, so don't fret, fair maiden.
1: Yes, absolutely. And we are in this we are – this, by the way, is the beginning of our comeback tour. We are going to be back in the swing of things. Now, that said, there might be a little bit of difficulty every once in a while, and I want that to be said because I know that the whole month off was very where the hell did they go, in yeah. essence, because we didn't explain anything. It wasn't planned at all. We There was – we never had the idea of just stopping for a month. It wasn't like this like thing that me and you set out on. We didn't yeah. communicate. I mean, the, like- the
0: week after we had Matt, we had someone planned, but then it was just scheduling conflicts and whatnot, just us and the other person. And so that kind of dampened things. And so then stuff started happening with the piloting. And then that's kind of when we both got into this, I guess, area where we just discussed. And so it was just, it, it was completely unplanned. And that's just – that's the worst part about it because we in no way wanted to, like, take a month off.
1: Because, I mean, both of us feel pretty much the exact same way where, like, this is one of the things we genuinely enjoy. Yeah. And it's not like we're – we love doing this. This is not a burden. This is not a thing yeah. that we have to make ourselves do. We feel natural in here. And, like, I – I would love to record every day if I could, if I'm being honest. Absolutely. And, I mean, I think that one of the – some of the most fun I've had is even, like, when it was – 115 degrees in here and we were recording yeah, two yeah. times a week at For 1130 sure. at night you know and I mean the beginning like roots of everything and like being it was just it was so much fun and like I cannot express that to you enough and about it still how, is it absolutely and no way has that changed not at all and I mean it's the moving forward aspect of things and the fact that everything's changing and we obviously lost in about two months ago now where we're we're moving at speeds that like i just wasn't expecting i guess this many changes when i got in everything i wasn't expecting it to move this quickly and time in general has like it's already march <laughs> i turned 21 in may i turned 21 in october it's just wicked how quickly everything's moving and i want you guys to know that we will not go quietly into that good night we won't we, regardless of whatever circumstances we end up in, we will attempt to make something work. Yeah. It's not going to be a give up type situation. It's not going to be a, well, this just isn't for us anymore.
0: We, we truly, I'm not even kidding, dude. Just decisions I do make in my life. I honestly think about the podcast all the time and how that's going to, how that's going to play into the the decisions I make. And so, I mean, honestly, not gonna lie. I kind of hope that we both do kind of remain local because- I mean, I'd love to still record.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, I think that there's a lot to be said for what we can make work, you know? Because, I mean, all honesty, it's not easy. Like, that – I don't want to give the sense that we're, like, doing anybody a favor or anything, you know? Like, that's not what I'm trying to say. But it's not – This is honestly for ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. It's for ourselves. But it's a lot of work, you know? Like, we have put in a lot of time, money, energy, and – dedication to making all this work as smoothly as it does now. And even now we have issues sometimes Yeah, <laughs> the cameras on this time. I know that cause I'm looking at it.
0: Yeah. That's always my fault.
1: Yeah. I mean, but we, we put a lot into it and that we enjoy every ounce of it though. You know, it's not something that I regret doing. It's not something that we regret ever. And, and any possibility that we can continue keeping this going is worth it, you know? And so Even if we don't have a week where we record or if we ever, for whatever reason, fall into a slip like this again where we have a few weeks off and it just seems like we're not doing anything, we're still there. And if you think we're not, I want you to tweet at us and ask us where the hell we went because I just deleted Twitter. That's another thing we can talk about in a second if you want to. Yeah, we can. I just deleted Twitter. But this guy got it, it's, it. has the mix and match Twitter still, so we but have I, ways of communicating.
0: But I also, I mean, I removed my main account from my Twitter and my Instagram. I kept the apps because I'm I do manage the social media. However, I don't really get on those accounts anymore. And I mean, we can talk about that right now. Mm-hmm. I I did it first. <laughs> it began with me deleting TikTok because I did I delete TikTok first. Or you did you deleted delete TikTok, TikTok? first, okay. but I did, I did the Twitter stuff. Um, right. Coldly deleted TikTok. And that kind of inspired me because, honestly, I'm not going to speak bad about that platform. It's awesome. It's provided me many hours of laughs and giggles. However, if you're listening to this, you cannot deny the fact that when you are looking at those people renegating, that they are genuinely. You're just you. You're a zombie looking at the screen, and you're swiping through the next one. You're hearing all these TikTok songs and whatnot, and you just it's there's no benefit to it. And I feel that it's a lot of time being wasted. And that's kind of why I was inspired by Cole. And so I deleted it as well a few days after he did. And then later on, I was kind of just... Whenever I was in my own rut, think of just with all the personal stuff going on, I kind of needed a break from it all. And so I got rid of my mains for my Twitter and my Instagram because I wanted a break from social media. And then I deleted Snapchat too. However, Snapchat is a major form of communication for me with many people. And I have a bunch of group chats on there. And so I kind of didn't, I, I couldn't afford to delete that. And so that's the one thing I have. So, I mean, I'm not completely free of social media by any means. However, I just needed a break from all that information and whatnot, because I had already so much going on that I didn't really need to numb myself or occupy my time and avoid my problems by just getting on social media
1: yeah, I completely can relate with that. And I deleted TikTok because, okay, for those of you who don't know, and I feel like it's pretty common knowledge at this point, I stay up very late at night, like very late at night. And there were nights, of, i God, I think it's been like three or four weeks since I deleted TikTok, but there were nights where I was up until five in the morning, just my it like my mind literally was melting, just like thumbing at TikTok, just scrolling video after video after video after video and gaining nothing. Like ha- half the videos, I'm not even like laughing at. So I'm just sitting there, just. Uh. I mean, yeah, you
0: described it best. So the other, like a few weeks ago, he was saying that when you're in TikTok, literally, it's just like, oh. it's just how it's, that's how you feel because you see something funny and you're just like, huh, oh. nice, and then save it to your favorites and then you keep
1: scrolling. It's very caveman. And yeah, it there's no benefit there's no i like i I posted on my private story literally yesterday that i missed tiktok yeah and it was a video of a guy like i wish i could put it on the screen but it's this its this video of its tornadoes tearing through Tornado Alley. And it shows a bunch of pictures of tornadoes. And then there's this guy in a horse mask saying aliens vaping on Earth. <laughs> and he's blowing tor- tornadoes. Sur- it's the dumbest video in the world, but I laugh my ass off. I mean, I'm not lying. I it.
0: miss it, too. Because, I mean, whenever I'm with my friends sometimes and they're on TikTok, I kind of just, like, lean over and look over their shoulder trying to see what they're looking at. Because I kind of – I do miss it because some – it was – there was – very they're very creative minds on that app yeah. and there it is pretty funny but i cannot cave and i can't give in
1: and that's the thing that i'm doing right now. and that okay so i'll like kind of piggyback off of yours but i had deleted tiktok and i was like okay good thank god because i was spending like five hours a day on that yeah. which is just just so way too many and i deleted that and i was like whatever i can get my i can get the the good tiktoks i'll see on twitter it's yeah. fine and then you deleted twitter and instagram and i was like All right, cool. Like, dope. Good for Oh, (laughs) yeah, I
0: texted you. I was like, I did it.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I was like, I was like, that's cool, because I did it last year. In January of last year, I took a four-month break from, like, all social medias. Like, I didn't start – I didn't get back until April. And that was cool. I loved that. But I was also hanging out with people, like, all the time. So I just – there was never really a need to be on my phone. Yeah. But in the past few weeks, I have been, like, just, like – this is going to be, like, the most depressing thing I've said this episode, so bear with me. I use Twitter as, like, an escape And like it's one of those places that I genuinely just feel like comfortable. Like, and yeah. it sounds so lame saying that. I know, but like, when like I'm just like scrolling through, and like I follow a bunch of the same people that tweet all the time, so like I almost like keep up with them, mm-hmm. and like ever I, I've corresponded back and forth with a couple of them. So like I don't know, just feels comfortable like there, and like I'm just reading jokes, and like I have my fun, and it's a good way to like kind of detach from everything else. But I was doing that an obscene amount of hours a day, as I have done forever. And it just, there was just no point, and like it was one of yeah. those things that if I was like, I have so many other things to do. I have like fifteen books that I need to read, and I haven't gotten through those. There's several movies that I want to watch. There's a bunch of things that I want to do that are way more beneficial than being on Twitter. So yeah. I finally gutted up and deleted again like three days ago, and I have been checking my phone, attempting to open Twitter. I do that. I've I do seven that times still, a day. Man.
0: I've it's been I think a week now, and it's just I look at my phone. And I'm just like I I have no purpose to be looking at this right now because no one is sending me anything
1: i've been scrolling through my music app like it's social media i've also been texting quite a fair amount but i have been it's like the it's crazy once you remove everything from your phone you find new ways to utilize it i feel like i'm in a cave yeah
0: because i th- i think you were telling me about the uh, memorial that they did for kobe Bryant, and i was like oh i had no idea and then one of my one of my friends asked me how am I how am I going to find out about movie trailers and I was just like I guess I won't and so he told me he would tell me if anything came out.
1: You feel very detached from everything, but also very free. It's weird. It was like a breath of
0: fresh air, I'm not
1: even kidding. Our generation doesn't have like any other way of like finding out news.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that that's true.
1: And so we've all been very social media dominant. You've never had a reason to go Jesus, you've never had a reason to go looking anywhere else for news, you know? Yeah. It's always been very like...
0: Oh, I saw that on Twitter.
1: The second something happened, too, it was like immediate. You just knew. And now it's all very like... "Hmm."
0: However, I feel that too... I mean, it's awesome how quickly you can find out news and sometimes the accuracy with it. But also, it kind of over-exaggerates or it kind of just...
1: Oh, I'm not saying it's it's reliable. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's what I'm
0: saying. It over-exaggerates and it's not really something that is super... Benef- like beneficial, I guess, because I mean if I if I wanted I could get a news app or something and I could just use that. However, I just don't think
1: I pay for a New York Times subscription. Really? I have for a year. Damn. Haven't read it in like six months.
0: But I just don't I just <laughs> don't think for my personal well being it's just something I need right now because like you said, there's so many better things I could be doing. Because I'm I'm reading more. I've been catching up on movies I've been needing to see. I'm kind of just enjoying my life without looking at my phone because this is like the most old person thing I can say but if I'm being honest I hate being with a group of people and everyone's on their phone just everyone and I'm I'm even when I did have social media I wouldn't like to be on my phone when I'm with people because I'd like to I like to have conversation or do things yet it's just very annoying seeing everyone just staring down at that blue light and not interacting whatsoever. And I don't like to be a part of that because it's just a very, it's, it's very robotic and it's just something that doesn't seem natural, I guess, for human beings. And I mean, this This could sound so stupid with me saying that, but it's just, it doesn't feel natural to me doing that.
1: No. Yeah. I get it. I was getting to the point where I wanted to tweet everything I thought like literally every thought that entered my head. I was like, Let's make it a tweet. <laughs> and I just felt I want to start stupid. journaling, honestly. Yeah, I mean, that's... I have one. That's certainly a better way I have, of, like,
0: two entries in it. Two entries? Yeah, and they're all, like... M- and they're both months apart from each other.
1: <laughs> are they dated? Yeah. Are they anything like your monthly vlog?
0: <laughs> no. It's honestly very depressing. If y'all saw my journal, you'd be like, what is, the hell is wrong with this guy?
1: Uh, existential dread, man. I don't know. I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that can relate to a fair amount of what we've said today.
0: This was also just a... A dump of the information mm-hmm. so we apologize if it's a bit scatterbrained or if it's not very correlated well enough but we wanted to just catch y'all up on what the hell is happening because i mean it was noticeable on our end and y'all's that we just haven't been present and it's not it wasn't anything we were ever okay with i, I didn't like that we hadn't recorded in a week i mean i hate missing a week if i'm being honest because i like to get something out if, even if it's not good, at least it's out every week for y'all to hear. Because I mean, we love that y'all are so engaging and so active in this little mix and match community. I guess.
1: No, absolutely, and I mean, it's, it's, it just sucks stepping away from things like that. Yeah. And we haven't enjoyed it. It wasn't planned. I I wish I had like I I obviously know this is like kind of an excuse episode in one way or another, but. We will be back with regular, like, regularly scheduled things. We just had some of our own stuff to sort out. Because, unfortunately, we aren't paid to do this. And so, it's not like it's our full-time gig or anything. And so, life has a habit of getting in the way. But oh, we still like doing it. Oh, no. That, I'm not, Even though we don't get paid. I would do this if I... I, I do pay to do this. So I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just... Life has a habit of getting in the way, and this month was a very, very clear and thorough example that it did. February 2020 was not the month for Mix and Match.
0: This year in general has sucked a cataclysmic amount of ass. That's and it very was true. Just very, I mean, it, it, it just added flame to the fire, I guess, for our stuff that was going on. Yeah,
1: 2020 has been a bitch, man.
0: I hope it gets better, bro. I've just like I I know so many people who've passed on. I mean, not even not even big celebrities or anything, just personal mm-hmm. too. It's just ridiculous how much shit is going on. Freaking I I thought I had coronavirus because they told me I had a viral infection and I was just like, <laughs> did I get it somehow? But the, because I went to two doctor's appointments and they they kept asking me if I'd come in contact with anyone from out of the country or if I'd been out of the country.
1: You should have just been like, yeah, I was in Wuhan, China, like last week.
0: It was kind of funny. Quarantine. Like it was kind minutes. of funny because I was talking to one of the nurses because I went to urgent care and they just ask you the standard questions. And one of them was like, are you <laughs> depressed or have you thought about harming yourself? And the part about me being depressed was true. However, I told her no. And then she was like, have you ever thought about harming yourself? And I was feeling shitty. Like my throat, it felt like there were daggers just stabbing my throat. It was burning. I w- I, I had like three hours of sleep that night. And I, I was like, I'm thinking about harming myself right now. And she's like, please don't say that because I have to put that in. And I was like, no, I'm just kidding.
1: God, dude. I remember when I was like 14 and I can't even remember how I was feeling. I, I literally don't, I don't have any idea what the symptoms were, but I went to the doctor's office and I was 14 in middle school and they immediately, this was in the Ebola outbreak was like yeah. going on. I was like 14, 15, whatever. I don't know. Regardless, I was going to the doctor and They immediately started asking me questions like, "Had I been to Western Africa in the past two weeks?" And I was like, "Yes." A matter of fact, I have been to. (laughs) It's the middle of the school year. I was just. I went to Nigeria like two weeks ago. Hung out with some people. (laughs) All of a sudden, feeling no. It was just. It's funny how doctors' offices respond to things like that. It's always it's always very direct. It's not like It's not like they don't. It's not symptomatic where they're asking like. Oh, well, do you feel this way or this way? It's yeah. no. Have you been to this region of the yeah. world? <laughs> it's just funny. I mean, I guess that's a really quick way of narrowing down what it could be. Yeah. Like, what do they do if they say yes? Because they're not, like, wearing protective gear or anything. No. So what if you walk in there? And you're, they're like, have you been out of the country? In Those the...
0: guys from the, from Monsters, Inc. come out with the 2319.
1: 2319!
0: 2319!
1: Just hazmats drop at yeah. the ceiling. That'd be funny. Wouldn't it be funny if, it's like, Sully from Monsters, Inc. just popped up out the there? Yeah, another? that'd be hilarious. Really catch you off guard. And
0: then I.
1: What if a sock started the coronavirus?
0: It's possible. Apparently, they're saying that it's like bat soup is like one of the factors. What? Because I don't know what country's doing it, but apparently, they're eating bats in their soup. And that's apparently. I don't know if this. That if, can't be safe. I don't know if it's accurate or not, but I mean, they were saying that that could possibly be a link to it. But on that note, that's gross um that's <laughs> we enjoyed recording this it was nice to be back in this garage i've been longing to sit back on this um blue uh blue island of ours or <laughs> otherwise referenced as a pool table but um, pool table huh yeah pool
1: oh ping pong <laughs> table. god
0: sorry i'm still sick um <laughs>
1: It's gone to his brain.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we've been wanting this. Ep- we've been wanting to put out an episode for very long, and then Cole suggested that we just do an open letter and just let y'all know why the hell we were gone for so long. So we thank you guys for being so patient and still loving us as unconditionally as y'all do. We promise that there will be an episode next week. We promise. I'm a man of my word. Cole knows this. It's true. So, and I mean, we want to have episodes out for y'all on a consistent it. basis. Yeah. So. Thank you guys. Um, we liked being here today, and I'm I'm just like closing this out. I, I'm sorry, but I don't really. No, that's I, I, unless you had more to say. I but, was just gonna say right.
1: like love you. Make sure to subscribe and follow and all that stuff.
0: Yeah. Uh, thank you guys, and we will see y'all on the next episode of Mix and Match Radio.
1: I love you. Till next time.